eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. February 13th, 2024. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show for you today. Some very interesting stuff out there. Going to talk a lot about wide receivers. Going to have our guys in here, Mark Porter and Bill Curlick, shortly. But first, a note from our sponsor. I think I speak for most men when I say we want to have better sex. And for the sake of our partner, we may need to have better sex. The issue is that the over-the-counter pills contain unregulated chemicals suggest unsafe doses and include the risk of several several other health problems. That's why we partnered with our friends at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy Mode makes all natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. Their trademark product, the Sexual Performance Booster, is every man's solution for increased blood flow, firmness, stamina, and performance. It's like a pre-workout, but for sex. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals. All ingredients have been studied and researched in humans. It comes in a palm-sized packet, like your favorite electrolyte powder, simply mixed with six to eight ounces of water, 45 minutes before activity, and watch the magic unfold. Redefine your intimacy and use Joy Mode for 20% off with code BUCKNUTS. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BUCKNUTS at usejoymode.com. Ingredients with integrity joy mode all right talk about integrity uh-oh bill's off taking his joy mode getting ready for the day got 45 minutes bill mix that with water you should be in good shape mrs Curlick is gonna be pumped all right mark we're gonna start with just you and i want to hear what you think of chris henry jr we were on chris henry thankfully because of mark's uh insight into the ohio scene Probably before anyone, this is obviously a name we all know, Chris Henry, of course, the receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals that tragically died early. Uh, Chris Henry Jr. is arguably a better prospect than even his father was earlier, has kind of been um, 
his guardian is Pac-Man Jones. They'd moved high schools. And then I know that the coach of his current the high school he played for this past year left to become the head coach at Middletown. And we all wondered what would happen there, what he would transfer to Middletown. He's transferring to a school that starts with an M, but it's modern day in Santa Ana, California, home of Matt Leinart, Matt Barkley, um, JT Daniels, quarterbacks, receivers too. Um, your thoughts, what does this mean? Um, I said on the show's so write-up, we're going to prove if we wide receiver you here for sure because that's Big Ten country now. He's going to have Oregon and USC and UCLA right there to kind of hop in and recruit your thoughts on the move, why it was made, if you know. There he is, the dean. Got his joy mode on. There we're we talking go. about Chris Henry Jr., his decision to move and all that. Mark is going to tell us what he thinks, and then you can hop in and talk about uh, what I said was we're going to really find out if we're wide receiver you. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, first, uh, to start with his father, he was emerging as one of the top receivers in the NFL. He was kind of one of those young, hot guys. I mean, I think I remember him as a 6'4 guy, and, and they kind of talked about him like a, like a Randy Moss at the time. You know, he really was making a name for himself. And, you know, when you say his son's a, maybe a better prospect, uh, you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, in eighth grade is when we started tracking him, which – I don't make it a habit of tracking eighth grade prospects, but uh, Bill will tell you uh, the, the staff at Ohio State, Coach Pantone and those guys, they don't want to get into the offering eighth grade or freshman business because there's a lot of a lot of time for things to change and, and the resources you would spend, you know, going down to that level to try to watch those type of kids and predict the future mm-hmm. is might be an act in futility, quite frankly. Saying all that and how much of an act in futility was, Chris Henry in eighth grade, you could see it. He really had that lanky, long body. And what made it legit was the times and how fast he was running. And you could see that that was going to get better, you know, throughout time. Uh, first year, freshman year was at West Claremont. And when I went to see him play, they ran a, a wing T, you know, run centric offense, which if you have a freshman receiver like Chris Henry, it's not the offense I'm sure he would like to be in. So, ironically, they go to Withrow next year, and so does the quarterback from Moeller, the, the senior quarterback who lost his job to a, a freshman phenom who's you know one of the top baseball prospects in Ohio. And, you know, it, so there's that story to go into. But there was a quarterback going to Withrow. Kelly Jones had a nice group come in at Withrow. Chris Henry goes to Withrow, and they set the school record for receiving, and, you know, so it was a nice fit there. As far as Buckeye fans goes, I think all they care about is how is this kid going to be developed before he gets to Ohio State? Is he getting the best development so he can walk in uh, with more polish sooner than later, maybe getting on the field? Um, Enter modern day. Well, I mean, that's one of the, you know, Bill will tell you and get into that maybe modern day more than I will, but very good program, excellent coaching, um, development rating through the roof. So in three different years, he's had three different offenses, three different, you know, looks at the world. And this one right here may be the one that, you know, gets him ready for the final stretch to maybe be a presence, you know, early on at Ohio State. But uh, I'm sure the situation there will put him in a national spotlight. Uh, not that Withrow didn't. Withrow actually made a nice little playoff appearance for, you know, where that program was headed. And, 
you know, with them losing their head coach, it, it made me make sense that, you know, he was going to change scenery and, you know, I'll, I'll let Bill take it from here, but he, you know, as far as a prospect for him to be offered that early freshman, sophomore year, he backed it up uh, at the camp at Ohio state this year. Uh, him and Brian Hartline it treated it like a practice where he was actually already coaching him on, Hey, here's when you get here, here's how we're going to do this. When you get here, here's how you're going to do that. Uh, so he is, really far ahead of the curve in that direction. Uh, and I'll let Bill uh, take it from here. Yeah, Bill. Uh, he's Ohio State's lone uh, 2026 commitment. And I imagine the modern day basketball coach is also thrilled because Chris Henry is a, a no brainer division one basketball recruit as well. He could commit to off the top of my head. He could commit to UC today, probably for hoops. I don't think that will happen. Go ahead, Bill. And don't forget about his brother, Demarcus, who is known for his basketball abilities yeah. and skills. What grade? Well. What um, grade on the brother? You know, I'm not 100% sure on that. I know Two that, years uh, back? Uh, excuse me? I think he's two years back. Yeah, I think uh, he's younger. I don't know exactly what grade, but I uh, he he, uh, he has enrolled at Modern Day as well. So they both have enrolled at Modern Day. Um so they're getting two uh, big-time athletes. And, um, you know, as, you, as we look at it, um, it, you've mentioned, you know, he's going to be playing at uh, – this is not the put-down with throw because, they, like Mark said, they had a great season. But uh, modern day is about as good as you're going to get when it comes to high school athletics, yep. football program, all that. So he's going to be playing big-time college – or big-time high school football – no question about that. And as I, I, I posted on an article this morning I caught behind Chris Henry's transfer, it really does make sense in that um, his mother is Polynesian. The family has a strong presence uh, family-wise on the West Coast, California, Hawaii, and so forth. Uh, so it all makes sense. He uh, When he went back to Charlotte, the intention was never for him to – necessarily make that home, so to speak, um, for high school. He just went back there, and as they got things in order, uh, the move was going to be made to Southern California, as I posted last night. Um, then not too long after that, uh, it was announced on the West Coast that he indeed had enrolled at Modern Day High School. Um it's a huge addition for modern day. Not that they really need that many huge additions because they have a great program, but he'll be out there with Jordan Davison, the running back, uh, one of the top running backs in the country, class of 2025, that Ohio State has offered a scholarship. Uh, they've offered Abdul uh, Sanders Jr. a scholarship, a linebacker. 2025 modern day. They've offered Nasir Wyatt. I don't think they're going to get him, but they've offered him a scholarship. He is arguably as good as any linebacker in the country. So <laughs> they've got all kinds of players. So the good news is, is that uh, Chris Henry can help recruit those guys for Ohio State. I guess if you want to always have a flip side of the coin, the bad news is he's right in USC's backyard. <laughs> so, uh, you know, take your pick. Which side of the coin do you like there? But I was assured today, uh, again this morning, actually, that Chris Henry remains an Ohio State commitment. 
uh, John Gorby comes through with the info. Our guy, our our users are great here. Sometimes I throw stuff out there knowing we're going to get on. Marcus Henry is going to be in the eighth grade. So if I do the math, that's class of 28. So I think we were right there. Right. Um, all right. Bill, answer the, the question everyone wants to know here. And we said, that's Big Ten country now. You got yeah. UCLA, you got USC, you got yeah. Oregon right up the one uh, Phil Knight Learjet uh, 10 minute or 20 minute trip down the coast. I don't know, it's probably more longer than that. Does this, should Bucknutters be nervous? Well, again, I, you know, I talked to somebody that's very familiar with his recruitment this morning, and they reiterated he is a commitment to Ohio State. Um, obviously, um, it, as I mentioned, he is in USC's backyard now. He's got Oregon right up, not right up the coast. It is a little ways away. California uh, stretches forever, it seems like, uh, north from where he is. But, uh, yeah, they said he's still committed to Ohio State. Ohio State will have to continue to recruit him. They will do that. And they've got Brian Hartline on the job. Who else would you want on the job? Exactly. Speaking of which, I want to talk about another receiver because I'm starting to see his name enough and I'm starting to get a little optimistic. And that is Florida receiver J. I don't know if it's Jaime or Jamie. French. I know it's two Fs. This guy is a special, special uh, receiver. Not as big as uh, some of the guys they have, but lightning fast. I mean, like blessed with tremendous uh, quicks. It really does seem like they're gaining on him, Bill. I'm getting a lot more good vibes on it. Do you agree with my vibe um, interpretation? And can you bring us up to speed on who he is, where he is, and what you think of him, what they think of him? Well, they already were in a pretty strong situation with him. Even when he was committed to Alabama, he made a visit to Ohio State this past season. So while he was committed to Alabama, it wasn't, uh, shall we say, the most firm commitment in the world because he visited Ohio State. Uh, before he committed to Alabama, High State uh, w- was absolutely one of his top choices, and he uh, had let me know that. Um, so there's no shock whatsoever that High State is a top choice of his. Um, right now, I think Ohio State and Florida State would be the top two schools. But he's, you know, he's got rec- offers from everybody. He's getting recruited by everybody. Uh, I think uh, it, it'll probably end up being Ohio State or a Florida school, and Hard to hard to bet against the Buckeyes in these battles, you know. Um, and can you, when you look at the situation, Ohio State signs Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham, and then the next class they arguably could get Jamie French and a few other top wide receivers. And in the 2026 class, they've got Chris Henry Jr. You know, there is a very real possibility that Ohio State could get uh, the number one wide receiver in each of the 2024, 25, and 2026 classes, that Ohio State could get the number one wide receiver in each of those classes. And in the case of uh, Jeremiah Smith, number one prospect in the entire country. Bill, as I look at the other receivers here in the class, that's why I pulled this up, I don't hear them going after many of the others. Do you think this is going to be a year, The this class, the 2025 class, where they'll take fewer receivers? Is there, is there a worry about the depth chart, or is this just something we're waiting to develop here? Because 
Decor Decorian Moore, LSU, Caleb Cunningham, Jamie French, Andrew Marsh, Dallas Wilson, Kalik Lockett, Quincy Porter, Derek Smith, Adrian Wilson, Marcus Harris. I haven't heard as much about those guys. By the way, Marcus Harris, the last one I mentioned there, shocker, modern day high school. Well, you mentioned Andrew Marsh. He's the number five wide receiver in the country. He is absolutely interested in Ohio State. Okay. I talked to him just uh, the other day, and he reiterated, okay. you know, he's definitely looking at Ohio State. And also keep in mind that Ohio State does their own evaluations. Just because a recruiting service has a kid at number two or three or four, doesn't mean he's number two or three or four on Ohio State's board. Uh, they've got their board, and they've got uh, uh, Kay Kaylee Lockett. Really, really good wide receiver. He's strong, has a strong interest in Ohio State. In fact, uh, he's told me he's going to be back. Uh, he's going to get out to Ohio State uh, most likely in March, probably an official visit as well. Philip Bell out on the West Coast at Mission Viejo High School is high on Ohio State's board, and he is absolutely very interested in Ohio State. Uh, Dayla McCutcheon is another one that has a, a strong interest in Ohio State. Uh, uh, Taylor Taylor from Illinois, very good wide receiver. So they're, they're, uh, they've got uh, their sights on a group of wide receivers, and every one of them that they have their sights on at this point is absolutely has a strong interest in Ohio State. And keep in mind, they also have a commitment from Javon Boggs out of Cocoa, Florida. Right. Um, maybe a little bit lower level of football than some people. I think he's 2A. But he was Mr. Football in 2A, and I've gotten some stuff on him that people are very high on him. Shocker, all the other guys you mentioned except one are Florida, Texas, or California. So at least they know where to go for dudes. All and, right. And my goodness, Boggs had a tremendous, yeah. tremendous season this past season. As you mentioned, he was Mr. Football or whatever in Florida. And you don't get that honor and if you haven't been yeah. spectacular. Mr. Football in Florida is is saying something um they play some football there i'd like to talk about someone who plays football in the state of alabama ohio state's new fertile recruiting ground which is comical and productive um we know that they've gotten uh, a transfer from mississippi who is an alabama native quinshawn judkins there are others in the mix who have committed um naeem offered recently they are interested in Micah DeBose, who I believe is in the Alabama area, even though he's a Ohio native. They're also after a gentleman named Zion Grady, defensive end out of Alabama. I don't know if there will be any chance this guy would come here if Nick Saban was still in the mix, but he's not. This is our next Buckeye in the Sky. It'll be coming out later today, possibly tomorrow morning. Mark? Let us know about Zion Grady. Don't give away everything to our people who aren't premium subscribers, but put this guy in a mold, put him in a tier. Would Mark Porter continue recruiting Zion Grady? Yeah, if, if uh, followers remember Marcus Lightfoot out of Chicago, we recruited him, and Elias Rudolph, the Cincinnati Taft player that you know went to Miami. It's the 6'4", 225-pound, rangy, long-limbed defensive end, and – pass rushing style of defensive end where you see them get after the quarterback. And, you know, you don't want to like, say, you don't want to give all the way the evaluation, but boy, as I started looking at the boxes and start checking boxes, you know, run stopping pass rushing, uh, the, the diversity in the pass rush moves with the, you know, the hand fighting and 
the inside moves. Can he be a speed rusher? Uh, is he a strong side end? Is he a defense or a, a backside defensive end? You know, all these questions. He puts down a pretty good tape where, you know, sometimes when I'm making a film, we try to keep these around two minutes. So, you know, the, the normal human with a football attention span isn't, you know, watching a 15-minute highlight film and being drowned out by a lot of stuff they don't need. But, man, I, I could have went on forever with this kid. And sometimes I get the players where – it's tough to get two minutes and it's tough to get the diversity, but he, he did a good job of, uh, I say, putting it down on tape for us and making it an easy decision. You can see why he has a Buckeye offer. <clears throat> Bill, your thoughts? Yeah. my uh, Mark has the evaluation side of things, I guess you'd say. I'll have the Ohio State side of things. Uh, the Reader's Digest version, he's interested in Ohio State. Uh, he told me he was pretty excited. I, I talked to him almost immediately after he posted that offer uh, from the Buckeyes, and he told me he was very excited about it. He's going to get up to Ohio State. That's his plan, uh, most likely sooner rather than later, probably March, maybe, maybe April. Um, but he, he's definitely looking at the Buckeyes. I agree with you. You know, if Nick Saban had not uh, – um, decided that retirement is the place to be, although he's going to be an announcer. I think they all go to that route, uh, the great ones. Uh, if, if Nick Saban had not decided that, I don't know that Ohio State would be attacking the state of Alabama like they are. But now that he's decided that Alabama, well, sweet home Alabama, Buckeye fans. Yeah. And Alabama doesn't produce a ton of recruits, but it does produce – really high quality recruits if you go back and look i mean i guess if you're growing up watching the crimson tide you might want to strap on a helmet all right we are going to go to our second advertiser here and i have a feeling everyone's going to be a little bit more introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Appetized with it. We're going to talk about Omaha Steaks, and I'm telling you something. This is something to send to someone you love, okay? If you get a knock on the door and open it up and you see the box with Omaha Steaks on it, that brings you great joy. Trust me, I can speak about that personally. Um, convenient on the busy weeknights, something for everyone, quality and quantity that can't be beat. Um, there's presidential deals going now, say 50% off site-wide. If you go to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts, you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers on select packages. That's 50% off 
of all your favorite tender, juicy, extra aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignons, their mouthwatering pure ground burgers, comfort classics, and easy to prepare meals that are perfect for those busy weekday nights. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value, all at 50% off during the President's Day sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts and shop the President's Day sale. Load up on all the delicious flavor you crave at half the price. And don't forget to look for those eight free burgers on select packages. You're going to want to hurry because this deal ends soon. Simply go to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts and shop the President's Day sale today. And Dave and I have been talking about this. The reason these ads keep coming up is because bucknutters keep buying the product. Everything is marked. All right, William, we're going to get to everybody's questions, I promise. But I want to ask you this. Can Chip Kelly recruit, and does it matter? Well, to be honest, he, uh, if you talk to people on the West Coast, they weren't thrilled with his recruiting job at UCLA. Um, but recruiting football-wise is a little different animal at UCLA than it is at Ohio State. Uh, there was once a man named John Wooden that uh, just happened to make UCLA a pretty good hoop school and I think it still is uh, a little better hoop school than it is a football school. Um, I think, though, that with uh, Chip Kelly, he's not going to have to recruit everybody in the country. He's going to have to recruit the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, and I think that will help a lot. And I also think um, when Chip Kelly sits down with quarterbacks to recruit them, they are going to be impressed. Um, I I talked to a, a number of kids that were familiar with Chip Kelly, and it came up more than once. The guy has a phenomenal offensive mind. Yeah. And when he sits down with quarterbacks to recruit them, I think that's going to come through loud and clear. His vision, his, his uh, ability on the offensive side of the ball to scheme. And um, I, I think get the combination of – Chip Kelly and Ryan Day recruiting quarterbacks is going to be same old, same old. And that means great quarterbacks coming to Ohio State. And I also think it was interesting. I did a recruits react story to Chip Kelly's hiring. And offensive linemen and running backs, it was interesting how often those recruits mentioned Chip Kelly's offensive schemes for running the ball. And I think it's going to help Ohio State – uh, perhaps some recruiting offensive linemen and running backs to Ohio State, having Chip Kelly there. You know, you don't necessarily think right offhand, oh, Chip Kelly, they can run the ball. But offensive linemen and running backs out there, they're well aware of Chip Kelly's schemes and what it can do for Ohio State's running game. Read the boarding house today. There'll be an item in there that will bring you great joy if you want to improve running game under Chip Kelly. Mark, were you going to say something? You know, I think Bill said the first thing out of there. Recruiting at UCLA is different than recruiting at Ohio State. And I know that most people base the success of a recruiter on the stars and how big, you know, the players are they get and land at their university. Well, nobody's landed big-time players at UCLA over the Alabamas, Georgias, Ohio States. I can guarantee the star rating of the players that Chip Kelly brings in is going to drastically increase. And, yeah, with – 
I expect pinball video game numbers out of him in some of these games. The way he can get rolling on offense, boy, I mean, you, you could see with the talent. I don't know if he's ever had the talent despairs prevent, you know, like where he has a greater talent by a lot than most of the teams he's going to be playing. Um, you know, he's been fighting uphill. Like in Philadelphia, he was fighting uphill. In Oregon, we're going back. He might have had the greater talent. Maybe at the end. At the end of Oregon, they were loaded. But yeah. you're right. So he's I, always I, done more with less. I think you get my statement is yep. he's really going to have, I mean, the two tailbacks he can deploy. I mean, just that alone. I mean, he, he's got some, uh, how they say it, bullets in his holster. Uh, also, I want to mention real quick, uh, talking to an Ohio State coach um, at one point, we were just talking about uh, recruiting for Ohio State and what kind of advantage that gives you. And the, the coach said, you know, I don't know exactly how much advantage it is to be at Ohio State. I can't exactly quantify that. But he said, I know one thing. When we walk into the building, the high school building, when we walk into that building with that O on our chest, it means something. And, uh, you know, that's the, there's no doubt it is an advantage that they have that O and Chip Kelly will have that O on his shirt or sweater rather than that UCLA uh, when it comes to football recruiting. All right. There's a lot of other questions on here. So we're going to try and go rapid fire as best we can. The name Isaiah Gibson has been posted on here several times. Any thoughts, Bill? Um, not right. I, I can't say that uh, uh, he is someone that has come across. Who is he? Yeah, that's my fault. Who is he? Position, state, kind of thing like that. Well, first of all, um, let, let me say again. You know, I, I talk to a lot of kids and. From talking to kids and, you know, the, the feeling that, how should I say it, that Isaiah Gibson is going to end up at Ohio State hasn't come through strong. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to get him. Now, as far as who is going to get him, I think it would probably be Clemson and Georgia as the top two places that he might end up. And he is a defensive end edge guy. Uh, he is out of Georgia, so that does help Ohio State and that they're recruiting that state like crazy. Um, he's a 2025 guy, um, and he's got offers from everybody across the country. But, again, from talking to people, talking to kids and all that, I don't get the strong feeling that Ohio State is going to end up with Isaiah Gibson. But I never uh, – when it comes to Ohio State recruiting, I never like to say <coughs> never, as, as I always say. Mark, you can vibe in on this too. Nolan Davenport, who is he? Will he get an offer? Your thoughts? Nolan Davenport is uh, a tight end, I should say former tight end from Maslin, Washington. I know people love when I say Maslin, Washington. I, there's Maslin Perry, Maslin Jackson. I just try to be clear. Uh, they're, they're actually known as Washington, but no one ever calls them That Washington. confused me originally. I'm not going to Yeah, lie. so uh, someone commented on that last time I said that, but I just try to be clear. Uh you know, I give him a lot of credit because he was one of those tight ends that that didn't run exceptionally well, and he had a body that in shoulders and a butt that were headed to tight or headed to tackle or offensive line, and he just made that an uh, adjustment last year and he moved offensive tackle. He looks pretty good because he has the feet. It hasn't all come together at offensive line for him because he needs that a little more weight and strength. 
I predict that he's one of those players that after a year of the weight room, he's going to look a lot better his senior year on the offensive line. His offer list is very strong. I know he has Pitt and some other big-time stuff. Uh, I would put him in that camp bucket for Ohio State offensive tackles. Uh, ironically, someone asked me about uh, best prospects in Youngstown. Same exact thing for Angelo Deluce out of Canfield. Uh, is 265 pounds, 6'5 now, moving from tight end to offensive line probably. I, I put him and Nolan Davenport like really close together in my rankings because they're going through a lot of the same transitions, but one's from obviously a smaller school than the other one. Uh, but, yeah, there's a chance there. Um, let's talk about another Ohioan who kicked some serious tail out in Vegas, and I don't mean Nick Bosa. Tavian St. Clair went to some punt, pass, and kick competition that was glorified. It looked like ever there was a representative from each state. Anyway, he was in a passing competition. He won the accuracy contest. I watched this thing. It was impressive. Most contests like that are kind of like a quick dog and pony show. This thing went on for two minutes. They were gassed. At the, like, you really had to have a strong arm after like your 20th throw. Um, and I talked about it yesterday. I'm not sure there's been a prospect that we've recruited, and I'd have to go back, that passes the look test like Tavian St. Clair before you even see him throw the football. Just from what I saw of him when he was a youngster to now he's starting to get those rounded big old shoulders and like that kind of like jaw, like man look. He's just a stud. And he proved it. He he's the proto. He's like I said. He's the eye test king. Mark, um, is the eye test true? And then Bill, you can follow that up. You know, it, as I saw that comment come up, there's like a part of me, and, and Bill maybe feels like this sometimes when you find kids early. And like I said, I've told a story when he was at Toledo with no offers. Ryan Montgomery was at a Toledo camp with no offers, and you see them, and you're like, boy, this looks like the future. This kid looks really good. There's a lot of hype here. And then you see a guy like Tom Loy, obviously, say something now that you've been seeing for three years. There might be a little jealousy inside me, like, quit ruining our secrets. Like, we found him first. You know, it was we, we knew he was this good two years ago, and now you're going to tweet it out, and all the fans are going to be excited about what you say. And, and it's just fun to see the rest of the recruiting community come to the, the same conclusion on him. Uh, Bill and I say this a lot. If I go see him on one day – and you go see him on another day, and we both come back with a similar story, and we both like him the same, that's great. Bill and I have done that repeatedly. We've always come back, you know, liking him more and more. Uh, the national media is now on to it. And then, um, really, what is the toughest stage with all those great quarterbacks out there to win, you know, accuracy challenges and all the different things they put you through, it shows you're, you are the tip of the spear. Yeah, uh, adding to that, I um... – I wasn't at that event. Uh, Tom Loy was, as you mentioned, Dan, at that event. But uh, to know what uh, the Tavian St. Clair is, an unbelievable great prospect with great accuracy, I didn't need to go to that event. <laughs> Mark and I have seen that for uh, uh, over a year now. Um, he's the real deal. Um, I think uh, he's not a five-star right now. I oh, think when all is said and done, he will be a five-star in both the 247 rankings and the composite rankings. He's absolutely that good. And getting back real quick to Chris Henry Jr., it's going to be interesting. He's going to modern-day high school, but um, they're going to be breaking in a new quarterback this year. Um, they've had good quarterbacks, but that hasn't been necessarily the last few years 
uh, where the number one, two or three quarterback necessarily in the state of California has called home. It'll be interesting to see, though, that they'll be breaking in a new quarterback. And if you got Chris Henry there um, for a year or two, um, that's a pretty good way to break in a new quarterback. <laughs> I should ease the transition for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, it's like I remember this being told to Jason Garrett, who was the backup quarterback for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. His wife said, just throw it deep to number 80 uh, when in doubt. And it worked, Alvin Harper. Any word on David Sanders, five-star offensive tackle from Maryland? I was not aware he was from Maryland. I thought North he was Carolina. A, yeah, I thought he was a Charlotte kid. Yep. He's uh, been written about a lot. I, I This is one of those guys where I refuse to get my hopes up because, I mean, it would be a coup of epic proportions, but getting those big dudes out of the South is just difficult. I'll call North Carolina the South for purposes here. Bill, your thoughts? Well, it's interesting. Anna Adams, who uh, – um, is now on our national recruiting team. She had a, a, a long, pretty long story on him yesterday on our site. Um, and it talked about his visits and all that. Uh, it really uh, kind of uh, somewhat solidified what uh, uh, I've said all along. Ohio State is in the mix. Uh, Justin Fry was out to see him in late January and, and all that. Ohio State is in the mix, but I agree with what you said, Dan. It's going to be a tough pool. I, I think right now Ohio State just needs to get him back on campus right. and hopefully get one of his five official visits, and then we'll see what happens from there. David Sanders strikes me as the guy, type of guy that if we win the national championship and get a lot of high-profile activity going around here or more of it, um, I think it would help tremendously because uh, he's an incredible prospect. It, it, Physically, he, he doesn't look like he has any extra weight on his body, and he's an offensive lineman. He remi- I always say this. He reminds me of Tyron Smith um, or even early in Nick Bosa's career. When you saw them, they didn't look like linemen in regular street clothes, um, which is uh, good stuff. And, yeah, Clemson's only two hours. It's That's going to be a tough one. Um, all right, Bill. Last question comes from Mika Hanna. He deserves it, or she. How many defensive ends do we land in the class? We need a big class. Mark, you can maybe let us know who we should look at in Ohio, if anybody. Let's start with Mark. Let's start with Bill. Let me pull up my list here. All right, sir. Go ahead, Bill. Well, um, um, they've got Zaire Mathis committed, and that is huge. Number one prospect in the state of Pennsylvania. Always kind of nice to go next door to uh, the Keystone State and get their top prospect out of that state. Um, so they got the number one guy in Pennsylvania committed. Uh, I've seen him play, or see him, I should say, in person at a high states camp, and he is really good. Um, they also certainly uh, want to sign at least one more defensive end. I think they're going to look to sign three would be my feeling right now. But you don't know who's leaving. With the transfer portal, what you say right now for the t- class of 2025 could change dramatically before – by the time that gets here, because you don't know who exactly is leaving. But I project right now that they're going to sign at least two, most likely three defensive ends. And uh, getting back real quick, I saw a comment, and I would totally agree with this. Um, I think it might have been uh, D. Sanchez that made the comment about uh, David Sanders talking about Charlotte, that it's only a couple hours away from Clemson. And I would say right now Clemson is probably – if I had to pick one school as a school to beat, 
for David Sanders, I'd probably go with Clemson. Mark, are there guys, defensive ends, who really you think have a chance to get an Ohio State offer? Um, you know what? The Justin Hill, depending on where we classify him, because right. I know last time we had this question, we, OLB. I had him as a linebacker. Will he grow Jack into a position? Him? Yeah, like th- there's some, you know, ambiguity there. But then the defensive ends, Cedric Wirtz is just like Justin Hill. You know, he's kind of a not a true defensive end yet. He's got some linebacker skills. Will he grow to defensive end? Um, Gordy Sufstead out of St. Xavier. Great offer list. Could be a guy that we, you know, take a look at in camp. Could be a guy one day where you get that surprise offer because he does have a, a blue collar type bring it attitude and he's got some size, but I don't know if he has the ultimate size for strong side defensive end. And then uh, Jamil Hams out of Glenville. Brandon Cesar out of Cleveland Heights is maybe your strong side defensive end. And he's a guy you could consider. And, you know, I, I know out of Cleveland Heights, they have a pretty good pipeline going there. So he's a guy to look at. And then some defensive tackles. I don't know if any of these guys could be a defensive end. I know Jaquan Stubbs out of Cleveland Heights is the other guy, you know, Ohio State's taking a look at it. Um, Dion Garner or Dior Garner from Camp McKinley is a really thick run stuffing nose man that we may be talking about as the summer goes on. Um, even Keyshawn Calhoun out of Groveport, Madison, seems to be an explosive defensive end. He plays down in defensive tackle. He's a name that, you know, you could consider. Uh, I'm getting a little deeper into the rankings here. But, you know, as we get into this next season here is going to be the showcase season in May, and then June will be, you know, all these names resurfacing again. And Mark mentioned uh, Justin Hill. They are, they are recruiting him for the Jack position. They didn't use that position – uh, last season, really much, almost at all. But that position has not been put in the mothballs. Um, they are absolutely have been recruiting Justin Hill for that position. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised to see Sonny Styles get a few jack snaps this year. We shall see. I know we'll resurface on Thursday. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Have a good one. Brothers.